It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 6, 2020. My name is Phil Cross, the Michael Hansberg Insight Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRRUnderscoreOND. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about what this fast start for the Orlando Magic means and why it's important and why it's different from previous seasons. Even with some of the holes and some of the things we're seeing from this team that are concerning. The hot start is definitely a point of pride, or at least a point of something good happening for this Orlando Magic team. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about Cole Anthony and his progression, what the Magic are trying to do with him, as well as preview tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. Before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown, say, on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Check out Locked On Cavs. Want to look ahead to our neck to the Magic's next game against Houston Rockets? Check out Locked On Rockets. No matter what your team is, who your team is, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College Two, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic throughout all of training camp trumpeted the same rallying cry. They trumpeted it last year too, but they trumpeted it more explicitly this year. We have to get off to a faster start. We have to race ahead of the pack. We cannot let ourselves fall behind and have to rally to make the playoffs this year. Certainly some of that having to do with the Eastern Conference being projected to be a bit more competitive. We'll see if it is. It's still super, super early. But the Orlando Magic wanted to get off to a better start. They believe that their continuity, the fact that this is essentially the same roster with the same coaching staff from last year, would help them during a pandemic season where there isn't as much training camp time to race out ahead, to build a little bit of a cushion so that if there were troubled spots during the course of the season, the Magic would be able to weather them and still accomplish their goal. Sitting at 5-2, and two, it is hard to say the Magic did not accomplish that at least through the first seven games. There's obviously still a long way to go. But the Magic certainly have accomplished some of their goals through the first seven games. Yes, the Magic took a bad loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, a loss that, frankly, a lot of teams are taking right now to the Sixers, and another bad defeat to the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
But the Magic have largely taken care of their business. They beat the Miami Heat on opening night, which I don't think people are giving them enough credit for, but also, again, early in the season, first game of the year especially, essentially a coin flip. They've taken care of their business against the Washington Wizards on the road, and road teams are winning more this year than they have in previous years, suggesting that fans do actually matter a little bit, although the Magic are now, what are they, they're 2-2 and at home, so maybe fans don't matter that much. The bottom line is this. The Magic have played a, at least on paper, or looks like a weaker schedule. No offense to the Cavs, no offense to the Wizards, no offense to the Thunder, no offense to the Sixers, who they lost to, no offense to the Heat. The Magic, I think, probably would have looked at their schedule and say, we could be 5-2 and two or 4-3 and three and be in really good shape. And certainly now they have one more game and one more, one more trip at home. They wouldn't have expected a 2-2 two and two homestand like this, but having a, a chance here to, to split this home stand after the way they played in the first two games and enter what is probably the most difficult part of their schedule beginning on Friday, or at least the first half of their schedule, on Friday, sitting at 6-2 and two would be a huge benefit. The Magic have found ways to scratch out wins. Coming back from 17 down against the Washington Wizards most notably, winning fourth quarters in essentially every close game that they've played except for that loss to the Thunder. It's still hard to figure out what's real and what's not about this Magic team. We saw the Magic zoom out offensively in the first four games, putting together one of the best offenses in the league, only to falter in the last three. However, in their last three games, essentially, or not their last three games, in their last two games at least, the Magic's defense does seem to be rounding back into form, and in our small sample size theater stat of the day, Orlando is sitting at 6th in the league in defensive rating. They're back to being one of the best defenses in the league. Their offense sitting at 15th, or 16th, I believe. Um, Which is to say, Steve Clifford's goal for this team has been to have a top 10 defense and an offense in the top half of the league. The Magic are right there, right where they want to be. There are concerns about this Magic team, and a 5-2 start is not something to completely hang your hat on. It's not something to... Uh, pack up and say mission accomplished. We've gotten off to a good start. It is still far too early to draw any firm conclusions. And again, we're going to learn a lot about the Orlando Magic in the next two weeks here. Beginning Friday, the Magic will play the Houston Rockets and Dallas Mavericks on the road. Then they come home for the Milwaukee Bucks and they start their longest road trip of the first half of the season where they will play the Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Indiana Pacers. A very difficult road trip coming up here for the Orlando Magic. And if the Magic can survive that, they will actually face one of the easier schedules remaining in the league, at least according to preseason stats from ESPN.com. So the Magic have opportunity. They've positioned themselves in a, in a place where they've sustained some injuries. They haven't played perfect. Their defense has come and gone. Their offense has certainly come and gone too. They've put themselves in a position to take advantage of their hot start. That's half the battle. That's half the mission right there. The last two years, Orlando started 2-5 and five to start the season. And if there's one thing we know about Steve Clifford teams, they tend to get better as the season progresses. If the Magic are following the same formula that they followed the last two years, by the All-Star break, which is usually game 50 or so. Again, that's like really close to the end of the season. By the time the last quarter of this season comes along, the Magic will be playing their best basketball if, if, if they follow the same patterns. 
And if they're starting at a higher baseline and playing better now, or at least racking up wins better now, because they're, they're not, I wouldn't say they're playing great at this point, then the Magic will be in a position to make a deeper playoff push. Not just simply to make the play-in tournament, not just simply for the 8th or the 7th seed in that tournament, but perhaps something a little bit more. Things could get screwy this season. Again, this is not to say the Magic don't have problems. This is not to say that the Magic are exactly what their record says they are. It's still really early. The stats are super noisy. Nothing is settled. I mean, shoot. The Magic were, a week ago, the Magic were fourth in pace. Two, three games later, they're down to like 12th. Some of that has to do with opponent, but the statistics still make wild swings. Nothing is settled in this league quite yet. But all you can do is play the games in front of you. For people trying to dismiss the Magic's record, sure, there are questions. No one's going to sit here and say the Magic are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Probably we're not even going to sit here and say they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference, which is where they're standing in the standings right now. As Steve Clifford said, coaches don't even look at records and at standings until maybe 15, 20 games in the season. We're coming up on the quarter pole of the season at game 18, um, you know, and about a couple weeks here. We will have a lot better of an understanding of where this team is at by that point. Um, I think it's, I think statistically the standings usually settle in or, you know, something like, something like statistically seven of the eight playoff teams are in place by like game 25. So we're going to come up on that point very, very quickly here where everything's going to get settled. It's, it's still a few weeks away. But the Magic have proven a few things. If they can't execute in the fourth quarter, that they can be a team that wins, that they're a seasoned veteran team that knows how to win games and how to compete in this league. Whether that carries over, whether that makes them something more, whether they find kind of their level offensively and it's higher than we all expect. That is still to be seen. But the Magic have gotten themselves out to the kind of start that they were hoping for. The kind of start that gives them that little bit of cushion. And honestly, if they can win Wednesday's game and get to 6-2, and two, that would be beyond everyone's wildest dreams heading into this tough road trip. Should give the team a little bit of confidence that they can handle the next few weeks and put themselves in a real position to be a threat in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk a little bit more about the development of one of the Magic's young players coming up here in just a moment. But first, the college football playoff national championship is coming up on Monday. Heisman winner, uh, the Heisman winner on Alabama getting set to go up against Ohio State. There's some big matchup. That's a big matchup coming, and there's some big matchups this weekend with the NFL playoffs. Coming into focus, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Washington football team on Saturday night. If you want to get in on this action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place you can trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL games this week, the college football playoff national championship, or NBA games on the daily don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. 
That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with Boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get podcasts. Whenever you know, whenever there's a rookie especially early in the season, there's a little bit of an obsession with them. Everyone's curious to see how they play uh, and, and what they're able to do. Um, it's it's not unnatural, you know, the, the, the shiny new toy in the, in the lot. For the Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony has represented um, something a little bit deeper. Um, you know, obviously the Magic didn't do a lot this offseason. Uh, Cole Anthony was one of the prized additions to the team. And considering the prodigious amount of talent and the hype around him when he entered North Carolina, as well as when he came into the league, there was a, a, a real belief that Cole Anthony would be someone who could change this team a little bit. Give them an element they don't otherwise have. I mean, he is a scorer. He is a guy that goes and gets a bucket. But the Magic were going to move slowly with him. That was always the plan. The Magic, you know, eventually did want to pair him with Markel Fultz, and they've kind of had to do that because of injury. But they wanted to make sure they gave him every opportunity to succeed and put him in positions where he could experience some success. So far, the Magic have had to really work to stick to this plan. But Cole Anthony has had his struggles. No doubt, as any rookie would in their first uh, run through the NBA. You know, he's averaging, you know, entering entering Monday's game through his first six games, he's posting 8.7 points per game on just a 33.6% effective field goal percentage. He is struggling to shoot the ball. Certainly, he's getting to his spots, and he's still kind of figuring out where he can get his shots from. But he's struggling to finish around the rim, and he's just overall struggling offensively with the ball in his hand, sometimes forcing things a little bit too much. That's all to say, though, that it looks like it'll come. You know, if Cole, it, A lot of it just feels like the game is still fast for Cole Anthony. He's just moving a little too quickly. He just needs to slow down a little bit. But largely, it seems like Steve Clifford is happy with his young point guard. He's understanding that Cole Anthony is truly being thrown into the fire. Without a summer league, without a full training camp, without a full preseason, without all the benefits and advantages that rookies usually get, Cole Anthony has had to learn all this stuff on the fly. He's had to learn all this stuff quickly, without training wheels, without anything The sort of Keep him in check. It's not easy. It's not easy to jump from even the ACC to the NBA. It is a big difference 
Some players are able to do it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, even a guy like, let's let's say Donovan Mitchell, he had his struggles his rookie year. It took him, you know, he had some big games. He showed some flashes, but he had his struggles his rookie year. He had some struggles in his second year, too. Young players are always learning. And they have to learn how to be consistent and how to make their mark in the NBA. Cole Anthony, though, is doing that. You can see the little pockets where he plays really, really well. He's getting to his spots. He's making good passes. He's not, you know, for the most part, I would say he's not shot hunting. He's taking shots you want him taking. He just might be missing them at this point for whatever reason. And there's confidence that he will get there eventually. Defensively, teams are going after him as they would any rookie. But he has shown a willingness to fight. He's shown a willingness to to get after guys, to to really, you know, make energy plays. He's tried to take a few charges. He had that really nice block on Colin Sexton on Monday night. I mean, I think, honestly, that the thing that defines Cole Anthony, the play that really defines Cole Anthony to me, was he got tied up by JaVale McGee on a drive on Monday night's game. And he wanted to step into that jump ball circle, and, was, and you could see him just thinking. You know, you could see on, even on the broadcast, you could see him just thinking and trying to strategize, how am I going to beat JaVale McGee on this jump ball? That's the kind of thing you want to see from a young player. That's the kind of confidence and, and, and you know, kind of stick and headiness you want to see from a young player. So I think Cole Anthony's going to be fine at the end of the day. I, I do. I am not worried about this kid. I think the game needs to slow down for him a little bit. I think he needs to slow down a little bit and his shot will fall and his runners will go in. But so far, it seems like everyone's very happy with him. His willingness to learn, his willingness to get after it, his willingness to fight. The only thing, honestly, at this point holding Cole Anthony back is his inexperience, but also his perfectionism. The, the you know Clifford said, you know, he will do three good things in a game. He will remember the one bad thing that he did, and that's gonna stick that that kind of sticks with him. That's normal for young players. It's normal for people that that are used to performing at a high level. You know, there's always, you know, imposter syndrome. There's always all these things that that push you to be great. And it's a attention to detail and it's a fine-tuning of your skills. And when you get pushed into a new environment and you're not a master of it yet. It can be frustrating. You know, I'll predict here, Cole Anthony's going to have a breakout game at some point. I'm not going to say it's going to be Wednesday. But at some point, he's going to have a breakout performance. He's going to have a performance that really confirms what kind of talent he has. And it may be the only thing that we have to hold on to to say, okay, he can get there. He's done it once. He can do it again. Because it's this season's just so weird. It's not the typical season for a rookie. It's not the typical season for a young player. So right now, the production for Cole Anthony isn't good. He's had to learn a lot on the fly without kind of the preparation that a young player needs. But he's still doing good things on the floor. In the limited role the Magic are creating for him and in the opportunities they're giving him to play alongside a guy like Markel Fultz where Steve Clifford says he's playing a position that he's never played before and really hasn't learned yet. So again, I think Clifford's gone to those lineups. He wants to go to those lineups eventually. But he's gone to those lineups at this stage of the season out of necessity. He's not going to start... I mean, he 
I don't think he'll start Cole Anthony. I don't think he feels like he's ready, and I don't feel like that'll put him in a position to succeed. But that's certainly something that could happen down the line. But I think he's, I think they're happy with the, the intangibles that Cole's brought so far. The production will come. The scoring and the stats will come. They're just not there yet. We'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Cleveland Cavaliers and some injury news for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is back and even more delicious than ever. Coming in 18 amazing flavors, these energy bars, these protein bars, are truly the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know, those other protein bars, you know, they're meal replacement bars. They're, they're like 250 calories. You're supposed to eat them instead of lunch or you know, if you're a bodybuilder and you're coming off a workout, just adds that extra protein. Um, these aren't those bars. These are true snack bars. These little boosts of energy that get you through your day. I had one earlier today and it was delicious. I have three boxes. I need to eat more of them because they're they're so good and they're frankly good for you. They're, they're the kind of boosts that you need, the good energy that you need. They come in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, double chocolate, which is the one I had today, and a whole lot more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to the Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get podcasts. The Orlando Magic get the return date with the Cleveland Cavaliers here at the Amway Center on Wednesday as the Magic will complete at least this stage of their schedule to finish up this four-game homestand and get a second crack at the Cleveland Cavaliers. As everyone will tell you, it is extremely difficult during the regular season, during the playoffs, to defeat a team two times in a row. And certainly after a difficult and frustrating performance for the Cleveland Cavaliers on Monday, they will be looking to bounce back. Of course, the Cavaliers are dealing with plenty of injuries on their end. They lost Dante Exum, who will be out for this game. Darius Garland also ruled out with a right shoulder strain already. So, uh, essentially the same team that the Magic beat up on uh, a little bit yesterday, but or on Monday, but don't think that this is going to be the same game. Um, the, Ma- the Magic will be without Michael Carter-Williams, who has, a, who has a sore left foot, is what it's officially being called. He injured that in Monday's game as well. So the Magic are going to have to find a new way to defend uh, Colin Sexton. Um, you know, I don't know if, I think the idea was to put Michael Carter-Williams on him, who's a very good defender, and I thought he did some very good things on him, if not letting his eyes wander around a little bit to try and help in the post. Um, but the Cavaliers did a lot of things that, that the Magic do have to be worried about. Um, the Magic turned the ball over a ton. The Magic are usually a very low turnover team. 
There were a lot of turnovers in this game. Frankly, a very lazy first half. Um, when the Magic cut down on their turnovers in the second half, that's when they really blew this team out. I think the Magic were also a benefit of some hot shooting that I don't think we can expect again. Aaron Gordon making six three-pointers. Probably not going to happen again. Um, and the Magic also had a ton of offensive rebounds. I think at one point they were rebounding you know, a third of their misses. Um, you know, the Magic shot a ton more shots than the Cavaliers did on Monday, and their rebounding was a big part of that. Now, the Magic are focusing more on getting offensive rebounds. It is something they are trying to do. But throughout the game, too, the Magic's offense stalled out for long stretches as well. The ball didn't, got stuck on one side of the floor, didn't move side to side. Cleveland's length does did give the Magic some issues offensively. The Magic didn't have a great offensive game despite winning by 20 points. I would expect this to be a much tighter game. I expected a tight game on Monday, but I would certainly expect this to be a tighter game for the Orlando Magic. But the Magic are getting some good news on the injury front. Yes, Michael Carter-Williams is out with a sore left foot, and Evan Fournier is still listed as questionable with back spasms, so not clear if he will play or not. But James Ennis did not appear on the Orlando Magic's uh, injury report as of 8.30 on Tuesday. That means that it looks like James Ennis is set to be at least in uniform. Does not mean he will play, but it does look like uh, Ennis is at least in the same boat as Mobamba, where the Magic are comfortable having him there at least even as an emergency option. I would say this is an emergency. The Magic do need him out on the floor. I, you know, obviously Dwayne Bacon will probably still start, uh, but the Magic are obviously hurting at, at that guard position. I, again, I don't think Cole Anthony is an option to start quite yet. I don't think the Magic want to throw him that much into the deep end yet. But again, who knows Who knows what the Magic want to do. Carter Williams obviously isn't giving you a ton offensively. Uh, I think the biggest criticism a lot of people have had for him is his just abysmally bad shooting, which has been really bad this year. I thought he was making progress last year. Um, he just hasn't found his rhythm quite yet. Um, so uh, I, I think the Magic don't lose a ton on that end, but they lose a ton defensively for sure. I thought Carter Williams early on did a very good job on Colin Sexton. And Sexton was able to get a lot of his points in transition uh, and sort of when Carter Williams kind of, you know, had his attention wandering into the post. I would expect a better game from Andre Drummond, who was 5 for 15, I believe, in Monday's game. Um, Nikola Vucic did a good job on him, and, and the Magic did a really good job on the glass. So I would say the keys to this game on Wednesday is, number one, protect the ball. They cannot turn the ball over. And number two, they got to get, they got to, they got to win the boards on both, on both sides of the ball, both defensive and offensive, if they want to win this game. Um, the Magic have shown, you know, the Magic I think are bounced back. I think whatever funk they were in, um, in those two losses to the Sixers and Thunder, you know, it, they're out of it. I think there's there's a confident, a quiet confidence, like there's like a certainty of like, okay, we we we, stopped, we stomached our first losses, we took those on the chin, we got staggered a little bit, but now we're back on some solid footing. Um, I, I think the Magic are in, are in a better place. Obviously, obviously coming off a win, you're in a better place. Um, I think the Magic understand that they did not play their best game and still won by 20. Um, and I think the Magic know that the Cavs certainly did not play their best game. Um, but I think the Magic feel like they can improve on some things and, and take out this Cavs team. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. We'll be there. So we'll have complete coverage of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast. Your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily for updates during the game. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.